Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Oh, yes, it's the big day, isn't it? The United States of America is at a standstill. Everybody's going to be at watching, well, not everybody, but a lot of the nation will be watching Super Bowl Sunday, wondering who's going to win. Will the underdog win or will the other team win? Who's going to win? That's going to be the big question of the day. And, of course, tomorrow you get to listen to it all over again at work. We need to be Super Bowl Sundays of our winners of our own. In 1 John 5, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcame the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? You know, you think about victory. And I noticed this morning in two of our songs that we sang, the word victory is listed in there. What does victory actually mean? It does mean that there is an adversary out there that we have to overcome. Now in the Super Bowl, you've got two teams that are basically fighting against each other. And they'll be playing this afternoon, this evening, or whatever time they're going to do it, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And they'll be battling it out in the football field. And some of you will probably say, I can't wait to watch the game. And some of you are saying, well, what's the big deal? Who cares? <laughs> you don't want to say that around certain people because they want to watch the game, obviously. <clears throat> it is really a big deal. Because the Super Bowl can serve as an example of how we should also live our Christian life. Here's some interesting facts about the Super Bowl, though. They're, they're going to be playing for the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Do you realize that that trophy is made of sterling silver? It only cost $50,000 for that trophy. Each player on the team... The winner will receive over $124,000. That's going to be our whole addition on that we're going to be building on. And each player is going to receive that. And even the losing team, they're going to receive over $62,000. That's half of our addition. Just for losing. The tickets, they're crazy. I don't know if you've seen some of the prices on the tickets, but the cheapest ones I've seen were like a little over $5,000. But I've seen as high as I think $30,000 for a ticket. Hey, you know, give us a, come and donate some $30,000 and we'll receive, we'll reserve a front seat row for you here. Well, they might not like that idea, but they want good seats, obviously, for that amount of money. And think about the commercials that we're going to be watching, what they're paying for them. A 30-second commercial, six and a half million dollars. I think it's crazy. I think it's a, a waste of money that could be used to help people around the world, to help the starving people, to help nations who are in need. But we'd rather spend it on a 30-second commercial. 
There's going to be Super Bowl parties at home. They say the average Super Bowl party at home has about 17 people. And do you realize that the Super Bowl, that this is the second largest day of food consumption? Imagine what the first is. Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. Everybody's going to get fat today. They're going to eat so much food. Some churches are even hosting Super Bowl parties. And they say that this weekend is the slowest weekend for weddings. Well, you know, everybody loves a winner, and so we're going to be all rooting for the winning team. America loves the winners, what George S. Patton said. America will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win. And I talked about victory. We should also be playing to win. They are going to be playing their hearts out, everything they possibly can do to win that football game. We should be doing the same in our lives to win our battle, to win our game for eternal life. The great old hymn, Victory in Jesus. And today there's a couple of the songs also talked about victory as I was looking through and said, yeah, there's victory, there's victory in our songs. We're talking about victory. We're talking about winning. As I said, when we talk about victory, it implies that there is an adversary out there, somebody who's trying to defeat us. We have to realize that there is a battle going on for our very souls. The Holy Spirit urges us to confess our sins and to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. God provides us the way for that ultimate victory through His grace, through His mercy. And He's bestowed that love upon us so that we will not be defeated. We need to act like winners. We need to be like winners. We have to do everything we can in our power to be winners. And with the strength of God at our side, we're going to be able to do it. Someone, I seen somebody this morning, and they said, they said to me, uh, good luck on my sermon this morning. And I'm thinking in my mind, I kind of actually probably need a little bit of luck today. And I thought, no, I don't need luck. I've got God on my side. With God on my side, I don't need to worry about luck because the words that come out of my mouth are coming through the Holy Spirit because we are a congregation, a unit of Jesus Christ, the full body of Christ working together. And we all want to receive the same objective, victory! Jesus said in John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Oh yes, you know, we go through life, and there's probably not one person in this world that can say they've had a perfect life. That there have been turmoils, there have been heartaches, there have been issues. Realizing, though, that there is one person that did come into this world and did overcome everything. God destroyed death so that we could have victory in life. 
In 1 John 5, 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Now, the word world here is translated from the word Greek, which is cosmos. That actually implies into a world system. The cares, the labors, the struggles of life that we face in this world that we live in. We have to realize that there is a dark side out there. That the devil is out there lurking like a roaring lion trying to devour people. That evil is in this world around us trying to defeat us. As the two football teams are out in the field and offense and defense and you know trying to come up with their plays and trying to, to win the game, the devil's also trying to throw arrows at us, trying to throw snares at us, trying to trip us up, trying to defeat us. Because he would love nothing more than to see us go down and defeat. Ain't gonna happen. Why? Because he's already been defeated. Jesus Christ defeated him. In 1 Peter 5, talks about where we should be casting our cares. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Follow your orders and respect the chain of command. The chain of command goes up to God. The Rams and the Bengals, they each also have an owner. We too have an owner. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you have been bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. We belong to God. He gave his life through Jesus Christ for us. The Rams and the Bengals, they also have a head coach. Well, we do have a head coach. And our head coach is the best that you can ever have. Ephesians 1 says, And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Oh, yes. Our head coach is so awesome. All we got to do is listen to our head coach and he'll tell us what to do. Whatever Jesus asks of us, we should do. Just as the players on the football field will do, at least they're supposed to do, what their head coach tells them to do. They want to be winners, and so do we. 1 Corinthians 15 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's going to be a great day. 
for those who cheer on the winner. It's not going to be a great day for those who are on the losing side. It kind of sounds biblical, doesn't it? On the last day, those who are going to be received into God are going to be great and wonderful. And those who are not, Jesus will tell them, go away for I never knew you. We have the offensive side. We have the defensive side. We're trying to block, we put on the shield of God to block the arrows that are coming to us from the devil. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And another interesting thing is that the football teams have a playbook. I guess they must have this exotic playbook that has all the plays in it that they're supposed to do during the game. Did you know we have a playbook too? It's called the Bible. The Bible will describe everything that we need to know and how to live out our lives. The Bible is our playbook. Without it, Without the playbook, there would be total confusion. Without a guide, there would be total confusion. If we don't adhere to what it says in the Bible, if we don't listen to our coach, if we don't listen to our owner, we'll live in a life of confusion and chaos and sadness. Oh, yes. I love our coach. I love our owner. I love the playbook that we have, how it so much defines who we are as Christians. After the Super Bowl today, there will be a winner, and there's going to be a loser. There's going to be a big celebration with those in the winning locker room. The losing locker room will probably be sad and down and disappointed. Someday, our life will be over. Will it end in victory or defeat? It all depends on how you live out your life each day. With the help of God, with the help of Jesus Christ, we have the ability to direct our mind where it needs to go. And I've said this before that the biggest battle in our body rests in the mind. Where we want, you know, we could say, I will try to do this. If you say that, you're leading yourself up to defeat. You want to say, I will do this. I will follow God. I will do my exercises. I will be positive during the day. And you'd be surprised how that will get your day going on the right track. Put two words on your refrigerator, big letters. I will. So when you get up in the morning and, or you get up in the middle of the night and go to the refrigerator to get something, and you're going to see these two big words, I will. It's going to be a positive attitude. It's going to be positive because 
No, God did for us. And we can do the same thing by leading a godly life. I will follow God. I will win the race at the end. And our reading that we had here this morning talked about the race. How we must be perseverance. How we have to train hard to win the race. Our spiritual life is no different. We need to exercise that every single day. When you get up in the morning until you go to bed at night, I will win this race. And I will follow Jesus Christ. I will not allow the devil to get around me. I will persevere with the help of Jesus Christ because he's my coach, he's my owner, and he's my king. What more can we ask for? on a great Super Sunday. Amen. May the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.